Blog Talk Radio. featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Here we go. Yes, we do. We are here, and believe it or not, alive. I know we've been on a hiatus for a while. Yep. Yeah, sorry about that. We kind of lied and said, we'll be back next week with the Ask a Witch segment, and it's been uh, several weeks. <laughs> but we're back with the True. Ask a Witch segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we're, we're consistent with Ask a Witch. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I have, to, I have to take, you know, some responsibility for that, because when I did finally go to Arkansas to um, – be there for two and a half weeks to visit my family and all it got to the where the schedule is is we've changed our time to one o'clock pacific coast time unfortunately that is three o'clock in central time which when you're there and i was totally off base and lost and it became obvious that when i was trying to schedule time to meet my daughter or spend time with the family the afternoon was where everybody started warming up, so I kind of had to say, well, that's why I'm here. So it's my fault. I'm taking responsibility for that. Yeah. Well, it's fine. Life happens, and it's an interesting time, so we just got to be flexible. Yeah, really. I guess that's a biggie. So um, mm-hmm. considering that, yeah. And then, of course, we had, you know, um, different uh, holidays, Sabbaths, and things that came in. So, obviously, we are back on track. And, yes, I'm back in California. And um, so it it will be, I guess, more even now that we are um, kind of doing our thing as we've done it before. So, But, anyway, how has your time been since I can't even say week? I just have to say since we last connected. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, I can't remember what we – 
have talked about before, but I think I mentioned that we got a kitten. So we we got a kitten in my house, and he's adorable, and he's three times the size that he was when we got him, and he's um, he's a Beltane baby. We found out, so um, you know, just hit the three month mark. Mm-hmm. Super cute. That's been a fun distraction. Um, the shop is going well. We're we're open seven days a week again, still reduced hours. We're not quite back to our full schedule, but reduced hours, but seven days a week. And I've had two employees come back in the last two weeks, and that's been wonderful because up until then it was just me, which is, you know, it's fine. It's my business. Like, I get that. But um, it's a lot to be on the floor of a retail shop with COVID and all of the 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 amount of cleaning and wiping down and reminding people to wear masks and hand sanitizing and like it's a the amount of diligence it takes to be in a retail business right now is exhausting so it's really great to have staff back um uh and you know i'm on tenterhooks for when we have to go on lockdown again if that comes up so you know like you before the call started you mentioned astrology elvira and i was just thinking Mm -hmm. about the I don't know the specifics of the astrology, but I've heard that October is going to be even more intense than the beginning of the year was. So I'm just, I'm like girding my loins, <laughs> preparing for the fall and and the potential for what might land in our laps. Um, yeah. So, you know, everything's really intense, but uh, I... Yeah. I'm I'm finally like I have I got a book contract during at the very beginning of the lockdown back in March and I've not worked on it like every day I open my document and stare at the blank page and I'm excited about the topic and I'm excited to write about it I just I'm not it's not writer's block it's like an emotional block I I just I I don't have the capacity to express I think right now I don't know what it is it's it, it's not writer's block though it's something else it's, I'm blaming it on on the, the time um, but I t- try to trick myself one of the one of the mythological characters gods what have you that I'm going to include in my new book is Circe so I thought I'll do a goddess gathering you know the workshops that I regularly do on Circe and maybe that will be a good catalyst for getting you to start writing and it it, it worked at least yesterday <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote a bunch I'm feeling really excited I got a whole new idea on like something to add into this book so uh, I'm excited about that and I hope that this little blast of, of inspiration you know push propels me a little bit further than I've been um, mm-hmm. and you know that's pretty much it it's just been work we're not my family still isn't going anywhere. We're not going grocery shopping. We're not going. We're we're still very much sheltered in place. The only um, the only thing is that I go and work in the shop. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's it over here. You've been traveling though. How are you doing? Oh yeah, I've been traveling. That was that was an excursion. Um, well, I am Sag, you know, and I guess yeah. that is part of the 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 energy i mean i've traveled a lot um over my lifetime and uh so to me i guess this was one more of those um uncharted waters that we did so you know travel was interesting i planned for every possible thing i think i had two bags of gloves and two bags 
you know, like plastic Ziploc bags of um, baby wipes, and I had, you know, uh, aloe, you know, hand lotion, you know, the the hand sanitizers, and you know, hand sanitizer spray, and you know, I was carrying all this on my carry-on, by the way, plus. The, the, the roller one that I had, I had extra things there along with, you know, things that I take on that go with me rather than go in my luggage. And I had a um, one of the face um, shields, and mm-hmm. I put that on. And, of course, I had an extra one with me in case something happened to the one I was wearing and masks and, you know, gloves. And I wore, you know, long pants and long sleeves sort of covered as much as my body, you know, you know, you're going to be in air conditioning anyway. You're going to be in places that it didn't matter if you were sweltering. Cause yeah. It was air yeah. Condition. But um, it was, yeah. everybody wore masks. Everybody were, you know, social distance within context within the airport. And I took three air, I had, uh, you know, like a separation of, I had to take an, uh, a big airplane into another, into one airport, and then a littler one into the, the airport that I go into, Arkansas. And of course, that meant three three airports. <laughs> so I checked each one of them for what their protocols were, and you know, blah blah blah. And it was yeah. actually reasonably good. I mean, the, only in San Francisco, right? Only there. I thought it would be more likely in Arkansas that I would hit this, but in the airport, you have everybody masked up, and you know, they were all you know, there's social distancing and sitting in the seats and they had things marked and but these two guys, you know, macho guys, had their masks hanging on their ear while they chatted with each other and oh my God. Food. and then they got you know, we got ready to board and they got up there and so they had the masks hanging on until they were ready to board until they said, Yes, you can go on and then they threw it on. And I was just sitting there. I was farther away from them and tried to stay far away and I'm like going you jerks got on the plane everybody you know they had separations of seats like you know you're you're, you know one here and then nobody here and then one here they gave you these heavy duty um, throwaway hand sanitizer uh, towels that you could Mm. wipe off your entire area if you felt you wanted to because they basically would wipe off everything anyway and you know but got to do it again um, and that was fine. Unfortunately, they had a half-hour delay on mm. leaving San Francisco. I had an hour between the flight landing and the flight I left to go to Fayetteville. I didn't know yeah. Houston Airport, and I now know it very well. Um, but with the half-hour delay, it meant that I most likely might not make the connecting flight and oh by the way they have limited flights that's the last flight into Fayetteville which is where I was getting picked up which is near my daughter's house and I'm like Mm -hmm. freaking out we got there and I literally um, ran and you don't run you know with a face guard on and a face mask on and gloves on and not feel like you're going to fall over and I had to get on a tram, and then they sent me to another section, and then I had to run across the thing. I literally was almost in tears by the time I got to the gate, and the guy's sitting there going, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. And he's taking my thing. I was the last person on that plane, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I get on, and I'm, I mean, and again, we're, we're, you know, it was a little fuller than the other one, but it's smaller, but we had distance. And I just sat there and literally 
for the 40 minutes that it was because it was a short flight, I had to just breathe. And it was, I was so stressed by that. Mm. And um, because normally they've had, United specifically has a, a direct flight. They have a mid-sized plane and they fly it from SFO to Fayetteville. And it was yeah. more or less contracted by Walmart because of the mm. interactions of people coming from, you know, Bay Area, yeah. California to there that did business. And so mm, interesting. Course, yeah. And when this came, they, they discontinued that. And so um, that put us in this other place. And when my daughter picked me up, because she was there, and she just, I told her, bring Lysol spray. And so she, she actually got some. She said, Mom, I was so fucking lucky I got some. And then she sprayed my head, <coughs> spray the entire, all my luggage, my carry-on. And then I said, yeah. now you spray me. And she looked at me and goes, no. I go, yes. <laughs> so, you know, sprayed everything. And then, you know, I took my shield and, you know, I could, I, I hugged her, you know, and then we got in the car. But it was, and then it was like I got to the place and I had to, you know, I sprayed everything down again when I got into the house because the, the um, gentleman that I stay with is the father-in-law to my daughter. Yeah. And, you know, he's got some stuff going on. So I, I you know, kind of went, okay, spray everything, strip clothes off, take that shower, wash mm-hmm. clothes. And, you know, then I was ready to participate. And then the rest of it was pretty, pretty good, pretty easy going. The flight back was yeah. less traumatic, um, and quite frankly, they were better. They were better um, timed. But the the TSA yeah. was a real real joke because SFO is great. They have these wonderful automated trays, and it's like big trays. And I mean, it, it was magnificent. And it was I've gone there enough times. They added this as part of their new um, protocols. Um, Fayetteville, small airport, you put things in and of course, you know, get to my medicine bag. This was the fun part both times because I wear the jewelry I normally wear and I pick it up and I throw it over my shoulder. And of course, my medicine bag goes over the shoulder as well because I'm wearing it on a leather strap. And first time they wanted to take it and they said, what's in it? And I said, stones and feathers and dirt. (laughs) And they look at me. And um, they said, well, we're going to have to wipe it down. So they have to wipe it down to make sure it doesn't have any um, gunpowder or anything. So they wipe it, you know, and they go, and then they want it. And I go, okay, fine. The second place coming from Fayetteville was even funnier. They said, can we x-ray it? I said, sure, you can x-ray it. So I pick it up and I hand it to them. They send it through and then they give it back to me. <laughs> you know. It sucks sometimes. Got to be fun when a witch goes through the TSA. I've heard a lot of funny stories about different things like cauldrons and crystal balls and all kinds of weird shit. Like I and I, I brought home a wand from uh, from Glastonbury when I was in the UK a year ago, and I thought for sure because it kind of looks like a vampire stake. I thought for sure they were going to try to take it. I was so worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> fun. Yeah, it it and and depending on where you're at, like you know, San Francisco, I say it's a medicine bag. You know, it's a it's and mm-hmm. they kind of look at you and go, oh, okay, fine. Um, I say that over in Arkansas, and, and they kind of look at you, kind of like, uh, but um, yeah, 
there's there's all those stories about what you carry and you know yeah. how much you have to yeah. out and stuff. But it, it the, the visit itself was was um, incredible. I looked at a lot of places, and that was the other problem why we couldn't do shows. Is those were the days that my real estate person said we're putting like three things on for you to look at, you know, and it's like fine, I'm here to do this. I better look at this shit kind of stuff. So right. So, it was pretty, you know, interesting and, and um, came up with a couple of ideas of, you know, possibly uh, different locations that I've been looking at. Fourth of July was a – Californians would have a freak out. I do all the time. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, the fireworks, they line up on the street, and the, and this is a long street. It's more rural, and they ha- each family has, like, we're talking – Rockets. We're talking, you yeah. know, the kind that go up and 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 come down in little sparklies. And oh my God! And it's all over. And I'm sitting here thinking. My only thought was, drug the dogs, drug the cats, for crying out loud. Because of course, it's really loud. But it goes up in the trees. And of course, Californians. I'm like, right. watch out! Right. Do we have a hose? Is it? You know, because yeah. it went there. They don't care. Right. You know, no, they, like they do care. My dad lives in Washington State, and it's like that there too. Like I remember one Fourth of July at my dad's house, it was um, it wasn't raining. It was like sprinkling, and my cousins were lighting off all these crazy, huge, scary things up into the trees. But it was literally raining at the same time. Like they just weren't even worried yeah. about it. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's not like it was, that where we live. Oh heck no! And I was, you know. <laughs> That, so yeah, that 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 was the other like culture shock that I still go yeah. through, even though I've done this, you know, now on you know for over five years being there. But my granddaughter yeah. loved it. Was like she grabbed a hold of me and go, no, 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 and she would show Aww. me her room. And then she wanted to. She spent a lot of time wanting to cuddle, and I was just like, mm-hmm. so to me, it was um, incredible. That's and, cute. Um, you know. And people were mandatory. There was by the time I was halfway through my visit, the governor made it mandatory for masks to be on. Um, nice. You know, so you know, there's a lot going on there that yeah. you know it's that is very similar. So it was yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's it. So back here in beautiful, lovely Santa Rosa, and yay. Uh, doing my thing and so i think we have questions don't we we do yeah we're doing our ask the witch show which um you know it's where we answer your questions and you can go to our website witchpriestesscauldron.com there's a little questionnaire to fill out we have a lot of questions today a lot and we probably won't get through all of them so if you did write in and you didn't hear your question, just send it to us again. And we do this show every couple of months, every eight weeks or so. Um, And it's not because your question wasn't good enough or wasn't interesting or we didn't like it. It's just we ran out of time. So, yeah. yeah. So it it does tend to be um, a a kind of interesting uh, situation. So I think, you know, based on that, we'll start with one of our, our first since it's a long question and yeah uh, and oh I also wanted to say that a couple of these questions were longer than this and I edited because you know it's great to send us a like a whole page of what your situation is but we can't read that on the show 
So I edit these questions and leave in the most important bits. So that oh. so if you're hearing your question, you're like, that's not what I wrote. Yeah, it's not because it was too long. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. So, so why don't you go with the first one and and we'll we'll go with that. Sure. Okay. Let's see. Um, I have to find my questions. Oh, here they are. Okay. So this question's from Angelic. Um, they write, my whole life has had misfortune in it, and it feels like my family is cursed, but lately I've been feeling worse. My sister appeared on Thanksgiving with her son one day and started saying with my family and I, she is so toxic. She enjoys witchcraft as well as I do. I love showing her all my books and all my crystals. She seemed really nice at first. Then she started acting really mean, having big mood swings, and started to steal all my things. I think she's hexed me. I need help to move on in my life and have happiness, tranquility, peace, positive energy, and flow. So basically, you know, what I assume the question here is, what do I do about my family being cursed? What do I do about the fact that my sister cursed me? And how do I get better shit in my life than what I've been dealing with? Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. So the concern I would have here. And the first thing, even hearing you, I mean, I read it, but hearing it is, is the sister still there? Mm-hmm. Because that is always an issue when you're dealing with something that's still physically in your presence. Yeah, based on the question, because I did edit this one, I'm pretty sure she said that her sister stole a bunch of her stuff and then disappeared and left her kid behind. I'm pretty sure that's what she said. Ah. Okay. So, uh, so the sister's not in the picture, but um, but there's still an attachment because of the family. Mm-hmm. What would your idea be on this one? Well, um, you know, my first my first suggestion is some major uncrossing work needs to be done. You know, whether your sister did hex you or not. You know, you've talked about having, like, misfortune your whole life, your family having misfortune, your, you know, there was um, your sister having issues. And she also mentioned another sibling who had a, a drug addiction in her longer letter. So, so it does feel like there is something familial here. I, I personally don't think you can break a family curse on your own. I think you may need to find um, a, a worker in your area, whether that's someone who does root work or – um, shamanic type healing, soul retrieval, or someone who does um, um, any of the Afro-Caribbean traditions where they really do focus on some of these more tra- uh, generational issues, right? Mm-hmm. Find someone mm-hmm. to help. But in the meantime, you know, get some hiccups, get some uncrossing uh, products, take a good bath, do a 13-night cycle of cleansing baths, uh, that's where I would start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would add sage. You know, sage the mm-hmm. house or um, use Florida water. Um, mm-hmm. You know, cleansing, 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 cleansing the house, especially where she stayed, um, and over your own items that you may still have. Any of the magical items that you still have. Um, yeah. Far as her son is concerned, if you still have the son staying there, I don't know age bracket, but you know, again, if you could, 
you know, do a little bit of a, a cleansing bath with him, getting him cleared off or, you know, somehow just because he is a connection to that energy, but not necessarily yeah. depending on age. He might be young, and, of course, if he's, you know, a young kid, it's not necessarily a conscious connection. It's it's right. never done. So, uh, but I do agree with you. Um, a root worker, shamanic uh, soul retrieval to work on the family process, yeah. which would then lessen what you're experiencing and yeah. work on clearing it. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah, and, I, you know, I would say you could also look at cutting cords and, and separating yourself from your sibling, but I, my, my experience is that it's really hard to completely cut yourself from blood family. Um, you know, you can cut some of any, if there's any toxic hooks in you that she's intentionally done, I, I think you have a better chance of removing those. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you do share blood. And so that makes it really hard to completely cut yourself off from, from her spiritually or energetically. And I think what Elvira just said is really smart. You know, if you do some healing on, on this family, potential family curse that you may be experiencing, that's going to also start to help healing some of your relationships. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it sounds like it's intense for you. And I hope, you, hope you're able to find a worker in your area to help you. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, uh, someone local may or may not be able, depending on the circumstances with COVID, come out, but they have a better, they're able to know the environment you're in. Like we do say that long distance work is is valid, but sometimes it's easier if you're in the area locally that you can um, connect more uh, realistically and probably can even do it through um, Skype or Zoom or some of the actual mm-hmm. alternatives we're now using as, you know, substitutes for in-person. You can, you know, do that. So that I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I think we, we feel comfortable with as much as we can give on such a, a large and all-encompassing yeah. subject because Absolutely. I know there's probably we could spend the entire time talking about that. But totally. Yeah, um, yeah. So okay, so we have Dakota and hers mm-hmm. is I've always liked the idea of witchcraft, but recently I've become very interested in it. I think it's extremely fascinating and I've done some research. However, I'm still not sure exactly where to start. I've no ingredients many spell books mention, nor supplies for an altar or means to acquire these things. From the things I've seen, that's okay, and the mindset is the most important part. However, having these physical tools strengthens the energy and possibility when practicing magic. I suppose what I'm asking is what I might be able to do other than think and meditate without all the supplies and tools for a proper altar in the ways of spirit. I've communicated with spirits before, but I wondered if you have any advice about further communication and how to do it safely. Mm-hmm. Well, I love, I love this of, question. Yeah, it really does. It, it gives you a, a, a large leeway here. One of the things that I would ultimately write, say, as far as altars, I mean, this is really easy. It sounds really um, that there's so much you need to do, but you can get a stick we talked about mm-hmm. this in our different tools of the uh, shows that we've done. But, you know, you just get a cup. It could be a mug. Yep. It could be, you know, any cup 
that you have that you want. If you don't have china, you use a paper cup. Um, Mm -hmm. You have a stick for a wand. Um, The earth, it's easy, salt. Everybody, most everybody that I know of has salt, and you can do a little salt for the earth. I mean, a rock on your property or you find somewhere, you can use that as an element. Um, Fire is pretty easy. Most of us do have candles or, or, you know, like a birthday candle or... Mm -hmm. um, I've even talked to people that might have LED lights, you know, the little um, tea candle LED lights. But you use that. Those are the things you can set up with an altar. And, you know, if you want to use a pentagram, you know, a lot of times that is part of um, traditions is you find a piece of paper and you draw a pentagram on it and you put it there. So um, makeshift, yes. You know, one of the things that both Phoenix and I have um, in our in our wanderings of our own growth, we've mm-hmm. done things where we are, you know, sort of like the vision quest. You go out into the wilderness. You don't have all your wonderful tools and your, your little bag that you drag with you. <laughs> you go right. and set up to literally use the elements that are out there. And I think that would be my first thing that I would I would jump on in terms of items that you have available to make your altar. Now, I'm going yeah. to turn it over to you to kind of go in another direction in terms of the question because it's many layered. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I, I love this question because this speaks to a lot of some of what I see going on on a, the larger community scale of witchcraft right now is this this witchcraft aesthetics. You may have heard me refer to it as hashtag witchcraft, right? Um, you know, and if you if you're on social media, there is this, misconception that you have to have all of these trinkets and things to be a practicing witch. And it's all about uh, the things. And, you know, I run a retail witchcraft store, right? So I'm very familiar with the things, like I'm selling things. And Mm -hmm. you don't need any things. Your whole entire body is all the thing that you need. If you can't, you don't want to go and pick a stick up from a local park, great. Use the first two fingers of your dominant hand. There's a wand and an asana right there. Like Elvira said, use a paper cup. Use your coffee mug. There's your chalice. You know, you don't have to have any things. As far as the spell books, there is an alternative. You know, witchcraft is for people who have nothing. Witches had to make do with what they had. That's what magic's all about, making do with what you have. So if you don't have the stuff and you don't have the means to buy the stuff, then look at what you do have. Look in your spice cabinet. What can you replace? What does that spell book say? And what can you shift it for? Uh, you know, if the, if the spell book says you need a quartz crystal and you don't have a quartz crystal and don't have the means to purchase a quartz crystal, then go and look in your backyard or the local park or anywhere for just a random freaking ugly rock. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be something perfect and shiny. It just needs to fulfill a role. Uh, And so this is going to require you to be creative and for you to look at uh, and and to be flexible and to look at alternatives. If a spell calls for a specific herb and you don't have that herb and don't have the means for it, there's always alternatives. What can you use in place of that herb? What has a a similar um, energetic alignment? If you've got cinnamon and sugar and salt and, um, you know, cayenne pepper in your spice cabinet, you have the four ingredients that are going to help you do a whole lot of spells. You know, you don't have to have a lot. 
Um, and as you know, as far as an altar goes, it, it, that's also it's the exact same thing. What do you have? Do you have a bowl? Do you have a scarf? Do you have a candle? And you know, the other thing is, go to the dollar store, buy a glass encased candle for a dollar. It's not going to be the highest quality, but it's going to work. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, there are ways to and go to um, thrift stores and secondhand stores. I've found amazing, beautiful um, antique sometimes pieces, silver pieces at at thrift stores for quarters for for nothing. So you know, mm-hmm. that's another thing to do. And I get COVID makes all of what I'm saying a lot more complicated, but. There are ways to find what you need inexpensively or alternate with what you already have. Um, But I think the biggest question here is what do I do besides think and meditate? Um, And that's, you're exactly right. It's more than thinking and meditating. Now is the time for you to start taking action. So all the things that you've been reading and all the things that you've been, you know, looking at and thinking, well, I can't do that because I don't have X, Y, and Z. Now you need to rewrite that spell for what you do have alternate x y and z with other things and do it do the thing um you know and i'm also going to say something here that's the exact opposite right you're reading a spell that someone wrote so you're reading someone's recipe that recipe may have worked for them and if you're going to change the recipe and use other products it may not work for you so you may have to shift it again or fine tune it or try something else. You're going to be rewriting a recipe without knowing all the details. That's also what witchcraft is about. Um, Being experimental, trying it on, seeing how it works and being willing to fail. You you don't need to worry about uh, blowback or hurting yourself magically. If you take all the precautions, cast circles, ground, cleanse yourself, then do the thing. And if it doesn't work, it's just going to fail. It's just not going to work. It's not going to hurt you, you know? So, so try. That's what I would say. Try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Good. I think you said it beautifully. And I think that, that, that kind of, again, puts it back in the, the, what, what past witches have done and past times they didn't have the mass communication we have or the, the, the right. you know, mass informational way of books and things. And they would learn things and then they would, as you say, fine-tune them. And I think that's right. what we all are. It, it, you know, it's, again, I think we're in used to fast foods. We're used to fast experiences. We're used to fast, mm-hmm. you know, things that are fast. And um, I, I guess in a way... I look at this and it's like, um, I want to say, it isn't something that you put in a quarter to your vending machine and you push the button for Cheetos and you get Cheetos out. It's, it's <laughs> not that. Nope. That is, that is nope. magic is, and it isn't guaranteed that you're going to even get Cheetos or that your coin is even going to go come back to you if it doesn't do anything. So, right. you know, you really have to realize this is, it is, to avoid thinking in the terms of what we are used to in our world. What's the guarantee? Do we get a warranty on it? Do we get, you know, all these things. It's, magic is not that. It's right. Got a lot yep. more fluidity. And right. that's 
So yep. why don't we throw in our quick, um, ad, you know, our commercial, and oh, then we'll come yes, back. Oh, we'll take our break. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> attachment 
if you feel okay with that, then keep having the sex talk. It's totally fine. If you don't feel okay with that, then you may want to do a little cleansing just to clear him out of your system and let it go and then don't engage with him anymore. But don't worry, girl, you didn't, you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't accidentally have some sort of uh, cursing sex with your first. Like, don't worry. You didn't do anything like that. You, like, dump that fear out of your system uh, it, can you do that? Can you attach someone to you with period sex? Sure, sure. But you have to be super intentional about it. And that's not what is happening here. Anyway, anything you would add? <laughs> Holy moly, no. I mean, that one was, you know, pretty. And it's funny, I, I read that one and I go, this is one of those where either we're going to not do it today or we're going to go full force into it. And you did the full force. I'm impressed. I'm yeah. proud here. Um, <laughs> you know, again, it's a whole nother sidebar about period sex. You know, we yeah, have, yeah, it's a the, whole show the, we could do. Yeah. And that whole thing. And that may be something we will wind up, you know, throwing in at some point, but, as far as this is concerned, it's the first. It's the first. You'll never forget your first. I don't care yeah. if it's good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's an attachment that comes from that. Yeah, and you because, know, and this is good. It can be beautiful, and like you said, it could be really bad. But it there, it does create something. It's it's um it's a yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing, and it's powerful because it's. It's the, the the sexual current, procreative current, even if we're not going to procreate, but it's mm-hmm. that energy. And so yeah. you, know, you open that up and you, you engage and you mingle. Of course, it's going to have um, a kind of a, an energy that will continue. And, and again, as Phoenix has said, if you, you know, feel that this is something you would like to you know, kind of it's not right or you feel uncomfortable with it in terms of, well, you know, he's off in the armed services now and, you know, he might not be coming, you know, he might be doing something in a long term, then you can do a cleansing. Yes. Mm-hmm. The point here is is that you need, and that in itself is, you know, it clears maybe some of the emotional energy that you've attached to it. Cause I think there's more yeah. of an emotional energy here than it is a uh, spiritual energy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And I hope but, I didn't come across too shitty at the beginning of my response. I'm sorry, but there's been all kinds of TikTok witchcraft drama online lately. So I admit I have some like, like old lady get off my lawn feelings about this stuff right now, but you know, don't trust everything you see on the internet. Don't trust everything you read in a book. You know, you ask another practitioner, ask an elder, ask, and, and I don't mean elder as in age. I mean elder as in someone who's been practicing longer than you have. And, uh, you know, I, at 25, I was an elder compared to a lot of the other people I practiced with because I'd been doing it for, a, for 10 years. You know, so it's not about age. Um, find someone that has more experience and, and bounce these questions off of them. Don't just go on social media and think like, oh, that's the right answer. Like, you, you know, you, your most powerful tool as a witch is discernment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, anyway. you're talking about <laughs> rainwater, and rainwater is powerful unto itself. It's yeah. a natural Absolutely. cleanser. So I would not say that, it, you know, 
I feel if there was anything there that could have been there, that cleared it off. Yep, absolutely. You know, in terms of that. So the other thing then we'll probably, we've got time for another one. Um, well, we have we have Jake or we have, um, let's see one here at the very end. I'm going to give you kind of a, a Karen confused Pentecostal. That one's a long one. Um, I think we're going to need to, we may wind up doing a second show on this because I'm looking at these yeah. last, these, some of these, and it's really, really like, yeah, we can get stuff. into more. It's big stuff. So I'll just take this one. Do love spells okay. really work? Are they just, it should be say, or are they just a myth? Um, and this was from Simone. Well, um, here's the point. Love spells work within context to what is going on as well. It is not, and I think we put this back when I was talking about Cheetos and vending machines. Um, Mm -hmm. Spells, love spells, money spells, spells are um, desire made real, but it isn't necessarily going to always be a successful wheel. You know, I mean, I can want a certain thing, and I make that desire real, and I do a magical spell, and, you know, it doesn't come to pass. Well, it's because there are other things. And, you know, I think a lot of it, it's not a myth, but I think it's been made into a romantic ideal. Yeah. And I'm going to send it to you because I'm going to wax poetic, and I think I'm backing off from that. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think you've said it, right? Are love spells real? Yes, they are, for sure. Um, I've done them. I've seen them be successful. Uh, if what you're asking is, if I, if I say this incantation and I burn this piece of paper and I, you know, burn this incense, will my true love ring my doorbell 10 minutes later like I've seen in a movie? No. No, that's not how magic works. In reality, it's very unlike the movies, although there are a few movies and TV shows that touch on the edges of reality or get little bits of reality right. Uh, but it's, it's, not, it's not like the fantasy of it. It's, it's a lot more tame and mundane and boring. <laughs> um, right. But, yes, they really do work. That's what I would say. They really do work. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Because at this point, you you have recipes, you have ideas, you have ways to do something, but ultimately there is a certain sense of free will and the things that are going to actually take place within the context of a bigger picture. I mean, <clears throat> we are presently in a pandemic. Um, the idea of certain things happening the way they would have happened when you would have more chance to go out and engage in the world, physical form, uh, is different. So, you know, I was talking to this, actually, I was talking to someone earlier about the idea that, you know, communication, uh, Internet, uh, Zoom, FaceTime, whatever, is one part of interacting in a relationship, finding a, a love situation. Um, yeah. 
but it is the physical interactions that we do eventually need to do. And, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons why magic with love spells has to be there. I mean, if mm-hmm. you say I want, you know, I don't know, I'm going to be asking my age here, but I want this actor who I love and I know he's the mm-hmm. right person for me and it's just that's the way it is. And, and you start going, is this something that is going to actually be possible? Right. Not really. Right. Um, yeah. The realistic point of reference comes in. So um, yeah. I would just say, you know, work on the focus, work on what you're doing, but realize it's – we have other um, energies that come in on it and other situations, if they're in relationship, if, you know, whatever. It just yeah. Way more things about love spells. Very complicated in film, right? Uh, do we have time for another, and do you see one you want to throw in? Yeah, I think we have time for another. I think we should go with this love spell um, bend that we're on. So Nicole asks, I was wondering, is it possible to cast a love spell under a waning crescent moon? Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the short answer is yes. Of course it's Mm -hmm. possible. (laughs) (laughs) Short answer, yes, no, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, a waning crescent moon. So you're, you're, um, it's a growing moon, so yes. It would be yeah, something. Yeah. When it comes to spells, of course it's ideal if you can do it in the perfect timeline with the perfect moon phase with the perfect day of the week, but it doesn't always work that way. So if you need to do the working now and it's not the ideal moon phase, then do the working now. You know, it's, uh, especially because we're talking about love spells, I'm going to make some assumptions here. So, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But if someone's like, shit, it's a waning moon and I want to do a love spell, is that okay? I'm guessing you're in a situation where your lover is growing distant or has broken up with you or is, uh, has a wandering eye and you want to do something now. That's my guess about this question. Uh, so do the thing now. If you're in, that's for me. That's emergency services magic. If you're in a relationship and the person that you're with is uh, being unfaithful, is wants to break up, is unhappy, and you want to do some repair work or uh, fix that or get things back online, then that's emergency services. Do it now. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. It doesn't matter what the moon phase is. You do it now. Then. You know, you start the working, you do the thing, you get things going, and then you look it up and say, okay, when's the full moon or when is the moon waxing and when, when would be a better time to do a more in-depth, intensive spell and then do the thing then. But start it now. Don't wait. Don't wait if you need to get it going right this minute. Mm-hmm. Yes. That totally is right there. Yeah. Um, because – we have been as readers and practitioners and root workers and, you know, magical consultants um, asked times when, if you were looking at it, like, you know, I have a client on 
Tuesday that calls me in emergency and says, you know, I need to have some love work. Well, Tuesday's the day of Mars and war and things like that. And you're like, okay, this is what you need to do. It's not, you know, we, we, we do something immediately and then we give it more like, okay, so we'll start on Wednesday with communication and we, we might do some love more, more, uh, warm, fuzzy love work on Friday. But if you've got to do something now, you've got to do something now. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all of us sit and look at our, our, our moon phases and our times. Of, I mean, for heaven's sakes, look at what we've got in the big planetary astrology with planets that are retrograde, that are, that are you know, in bad aspects here and there and everywhere. And, you know, if we were going to sit and think about something like that, we wouldn't do shit. We just yeah. feel like a lump. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, but um, truthfully, yeah. And I think you're right. There's probably something more there um, with that question. But be that as it is, it's, um, it is something to to take into consideration, but again, I think both you and I practice it where, you know, rigidity is, you know, we run by every rule and every everything. Um, that's neither one of how we, we function um, in terms of working for ourselves or others or ritual work or other, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, um, so uh, we've got seven minutes, I think. Um, yeah, I'm looking at. We've got you know several that I think we I think we will plan to do part two. Ask a witch. Mm-hmm. Week. Does that sound good? Yeah, it sounds good. Sounds like fun because some of these questions are uh, interesting and fun and hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you've got a lot more here than, you know, when I started reading over this, I was going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's some intense so, stuff, so I think it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, and I think that ultimately um, we'll be able to get more more information out on that time frame. And, yeah. You know, we spent a lot of time chatting about what we had done before, while we were on break, so I think that also added to our um, – our timing, but um, and then after that, once we've done our part two, ask a witch next week, we'll start back in on our major arcana uh, journey with uh, mm-hmm. I believe it's the temperance card is what we're supposed to be at now. But that I think it'll about be a very right. good a, a good one before we get into some of the more intense ones again. But yeah. Um, yeah, and again, if you, want you to... have a question or if you didn't hear your question, we're going to do more next week, but you can still go to our website, uh, witchpriestesscauldron.com, and um, put in your question there. And when we do a future Ask the Witch episode, you might just hear your question. Anything about yeah. witchcraft, paganism, God, spells, you name it, we're happy to answer it. And we certainly will banter and find things that will make it more interesting. I mean, we obviously can be very textbook, but I think neither Phoenix nor I um, will probably uh, do that. 
we we, we yeah. have a different way of, of bringing the information to people. So obviously that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds so, good. Yeah. We'll see you next there. week. See you next week, definitely. And um, obviously the words stay safe are always mm-hmm. important, no matter how strange that may seem. Um, yeah. And uh, let's see, anything else we needed to say before we, we take off running to our next tasks at hand? I don't think so. Oh, we're kind of ahead of ourselves here. We've got five minutes. I mean, I'm kind of stunned or four minutes, actually. Yeah, we're usually running at the very last. But I think we're fine. Yeah. I think that, yeah. you know, getting back together and, and chit-chatting and talking about these things, we'll have more and we'll probably get more long-winded, which both of us can do very well Yeah. <laughs> um, next week. So I think we will bid everyone farewell, and we will see you um, on the radio next week. Yeah, have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.